Father God, I do pray for our pastor. I pray that you would just continue to heal him and uh, bring him back uh, quickly, Lord. And we do thank you, Lord, for those songs, for those times of worship. That, Lord, I'm just always amazed that, God, people can say what's in my heart in such a wonderful way that we can sing those things and those words to you, that we can worship you, that we can praise you. And, God, just uh, we do want to give this time to you. I ask, Lord, that you would just speak through your word this morning. As we look at this passage, God, that you would just speak to our hearts, that you would change us that you would draw us close to you, and that, Lord, you would be glorified in all that we do. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, as, I, as we look at uh, this passage of Abraham, I want to I read through this passage, the first nine verses of, uh, of chapter 12, and then we'll go back and, and talk about that. So uh, it says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham or Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Cana. So, that, so they came to the land of Cana, Abraham passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Moray, and the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord, who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel and on to the west and Iai to the east. And he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abraham journeyed going on still towards the south. As we look at this, as we're kind of introduced to Abram at this time, later to be changed to Abraham and Sarai, his wife Sarah, we, we see God starting to fulfill a promise that God is now going to work through this man to build a nation, his chosen people, to represent him to a war through the world to us. And I believe as we look at Abram, as we look at Abraham's life, that, and in this passage, I believe there's so many applications that we can make to our own life as we look at this passage, as we look at his life, as we look at Abraham. And as I, as I think about Abraham, God picked Abraham. God chose him to be the father of the 
Hebrew nation of the Jewish nation. He chose Abraham not because Abraham was a perfect man, but because God chose Abraham. And I love the fact that in all of the people that God used throughout his scripture that we have written down here, that none of these people were perfect, but they followed God, that they were, they were available to God, that they trusted God. And as we see in the life of Abraham, as you study Abraham, and we we'll, won't look at all today, obviously, but as you study Abraham and, and all of the, the, the Bible heroes, if you will, we see in their life times of great faith, times of little faith. We see in their life times of great victories and times of great defeat. And I believe in our own lives, we see that as well as we walk with the Lord, that our lives are not perfect, that our lives are sometimes we have great faith, sometimes not so much. But we're going to see, and as we look at this, that God is always with us throughout that time, just as he was with Abraham, just as he called Abraham and as he called him out to do great things in Abraham's life, I believe that God has called each one of us to a specific task that he wants to do. Oh, I don't, he's not going to make a great nation out of us, but he's going to do great things for his kingdom when we are obedient to step out and follow him and let him guide and direct our lives. And so we see here in, in verse 1 that it says, Now the Lord had said to Abraham, not said, but has said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. He didn't say, Abraham, to a land that I'm going to give you, but Abraham, there's a land that I want to show you. Now, we did see further on in the passage that he said, Abraham, I'm going to give this to your descendants. But Abraham, I want you to leave what you know. I want you to leave your country. I want to leave your family's house. And I want you to follow me to a place that I'll show you. And I believe that call is on each one of our lives as we have an encounter with God through Jesus Christ. We are called to leave that old life behind, to step out of our country, if you will, to step out of what we know, of what we have been used to. In Ur of the Chaldeans, where, where Abraham was called from, was an idolatrous place, was a, but it was a driving place. I believe that, that in that, Abraham was, was very comfortable there. But yet God said, I want, I've got something better for you. I've got a place that I want to take you. He didn't tell Abraham, as he did the children later, that I'm, when he led them out of Egypt, when he finally fulfilled the promise that he made to Abraham, that I will, that I will give you this land to your descendants, but we, he didn't say, Abraham, I'm taking to you to a land of milk and honey. 
He just said, Abraham, follow me. In fact, I believe as Abraham left the comfort of Ur and dwelt in tents and dwelt that it wasn't near as comfortable as it was maybe back where he was. But I believe that he was where he needed to be, obviously, and God took care of him. And when we see here that get out of there, get out of that comfort, get out of that country, get away from that, and go where I'm going to show you. And he didn't say, Abraham, I'm, I'm laying out a roadmap for you. I'm going to show you where you're going. Just follow me. In Psalm 119, we're told that God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And I believe as we step out as Abraham did and walk with the Lord, that we may not know the direction that we're going. We don't know where we're going to end up of what God has in store for us. But I know that through his word and through that relationship with Jesus Christ, through that relationship that we have with the Lord, that he's going to light our path. He's going to give us what we need for that next step. There's times in our lives that we can't see to take that next step. And I believe Abraham was there. And I believe that we're all there at some time. And as we seek the Lord, as we look to him, he's going to illuminate that next step. He's not going to illuminate the whole road, but he's going to give us what we need for today, for that next step, for that next direction, just as he did. Now, as we look back, if you look back in chapter 11, we get a little bit of the genealogy of Abraham. We get a little... Uh, glimpse of what was going on there and and we're told that that he was called out of Ur of the Chaldeans and when he first left that seemed like he had a little bit of a of a pit stop there in Iran for a few years still in the land of Mesopotamia still in the the area of the Chaldeans and I'm not sure why, but there he was. He took that first step, but then kind of stalled out, if you will, for a while. And maybe that's us. Maybe that's in your life that you have stepped out in faith with the Lord, but have not really went all that way, all the way of that total surrender and letting him guide your life, that you're still hanging on to a little bit of that old country, if you will, a little bit of that old security, a little bit of that familiarity in your life that you haven't fully surrendered and said, God, I'm going all the way. I'm going to follow you no matter where you go, no matter where you take me because I can trust you. And I believe God is calling us to do that to a land that he will show you, to a land that he will guide us. And I believe this next promise that he made to Abraham is a promise that he makes to each one of us where he says, Abraham, I will bless you. I will be with you. Abraham, I will bless you. I don't believe that Abraham would have been nearly as blessed and nearly had the relationship with Jehovah God that he wanted, 
that he needed without this step of obedience. That without him stepping out of that, and God promises that when you follow him, when you take that step of obedience, when you follow him and surrender your heart and your life to him totally, you will be blessed. God will bless your life. God will take care of you. Now, we see in Abraham's life that there was, it wasn't all cushy. There was times of struggle. There was times of, of heartache. There was times of, of just being defeated. But yet there was blessing in that because God was with him. God will bless you. God will take care of you. And he promised, Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. Now we find back there again, when we get that genealogy, a little bit of the background of Abram, we find that, that Sarai was barren, that Abraham had no children. And, and we know the story. I'm sure most of us know the story of, of Abraham and, and this, that it's nothing new. If not, I really challenge you to, to study that. But that it was many years before he saw the fulfillment of some of these promises. And I think that is a big obstacle in many of our lives as we believe God, as we trust him, but you know, God doesn't work on our timetable. And God does things in his own time. And so we need to walk in obedience. And listen, he said, I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. A couple of things here I see that as we walk with the Lord, not only will he bless us, but as we walk with the Lord, we will be a blessing to others. That God will make you a blessing to those around you as they see your faith and as you walk with the Lord and as you surrender to the Lord. God says, Abraham, I'm going to make you a blessing and I will make your name great. He says here, Abraham, I will. I want you to look and and see how many times in this God said, I will. Never did he say, Abraham, this depends on you. This depended upon God. God said, this is an unconditional covenant that I am making with you, Abraham. I will do this. Did God make Abraham's name great? I believe so. Do you realize that the three major religions in the world all go back to Abraham? Judaism, Islam, Christianity, all have their roots and all look back to Father Abraham. That God made Abraham's name great. I would say that there are very few people that have not heard of Father Abraham. God is a God who fulfills his promises. God is a God who has never went back on a promise, on a covenant, on anything that God says. If God tells us that he's going to do something, you can bank that God's going to do it. 
just as he was faithful to Abraham, just as he was faithful to all of those that we have in Scripture, God is going to be that faithful to you and I. God has made great and wonderful promises to us in our lives. Number one, that we will have eternal life through Jesus Christ. It is a done deal. When Jesus on the cross said, it is finished, it was finished. Our salvation was secured in Jesus Christ. When he says that he who started a good work in us will see it through to completion, we can bank on that. God is going to see us through to completion. We can put our faith and our trust in that just as Abraham took off and went with the Lord. Listen, he said, I'll make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. We are blessed because of the obedience of Abraham. Why? Because through the nation that God built through Abraham came our Lord Jesus Christ, that we are blessed because of that obedience. And Abraham was blessed because of his obedience to follow God and his direction. The other thing that he says here, another promise, you will be cursed. <laughs> there are going to be those who curse you. There's going to be those who come against you, Abraham. But the beauty of that is, God said, I got your back. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. We can walk confidently knowing that God has our back, that God is in control, that God is going to take care of us as we obediently follow him, as we lay our lives before him, as we let him take total control of our lives and let him direct that direction in our lives, that let him determine our destination, to let him do what he wants to do in our lives. Because I, again, I believe that God has a specific thing that he wants to accomplish in and through you as you walk with him and as you surrender to him. And the more that we give our lives to him and the more that we give up control of that, then the more blessed and we're going to be. We see that Abraham, most of the time that, that he got into trouble was when he tried to help God out, when he tried to do things his own way, when that faith wavered just a little bit and going, I'm not sure I can trust God. Because we see right after these nine verses that we just looked at, that we just read, that it talks about a famine in the land. Abraham decided, God's probably not going to take care of me here. I need to go to Egypt. And we know that caused some problems. But there's going to be times of famine in our lives. There's going to be times of hurt. There's going to be times of struggles. Yet God is there. And those are the times we need to lean into God, not run from him. Those are the times we need to just get in our word, to get on our knees, and to seek God more and more and more because those are the times that we're, we might want to go to Egypt. 
But those are the times we need to just lean into our Lord and know that he has our back. Know that he has it under control, that his promises are true, that we can trust him. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Iran. Now, I know how old he was there when he got there, but there was a few years that, that he was there because it said that he, you know, he got possessions and, and all of those things. And then he says that, Then Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother and son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Iran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan, which if you look, that's about a 300-mile trip. So Abraham made it. He's there. He, he's there where God wanted to show him that land. And there we see that then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. We see early on when he was in Ur of the Chaldeans, when he was there, that God had spoke to him. That God had said, this is what I want you to do. As he was in Iran, as he was in there, we don't, we don't hear of God speaking to him. But when, God, when he was obedient and went where God wanted him to go, once again we see that God spoke to Abraham. Abraham put himself in a place, in a position to hear from God. And God spoke to him. And here he says, Abraham, this land that you've just walked through, this land that I've shown you, this land I will give to your descendants, that they will, your descendants will have this land. And that brought Abraham to a place of worship, to a place of building an altar and worshiping his God and knowing that God was with him, that God had led him, that God had been with him every step of the way. We, we go on to see here, and he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east, and there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord, so Abraham journeyed, going on still towards the south that again we see Abraham building those altars to the Lord, a place to worship. And it is interesting that I, they see that Abraham didn't build Abraham a place. He lived in tents. He lived, but he built an altar to the Lord to worship his God, to give thanks to God for what God had done in his life. And I want to flip over real quick to Hebrews chapter 11. And it's interesting to me that as we look at Abraham's life in the Old Testament, we see the failures. We see the times that he had missteps. But it's interesting to me 
that as we read about Abraham in the New Testament, it's about his faith. It's about his obedience. It's about what God had done. Hebrews 11, 13, starting in verse 13, it says this. These all died in faith, speaking of the ones that they talked about here earlier in, in chapter 11 of, of Noah, of Abraham, of Abel, talks of Enoch who didn't die, but uh, those all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, confessed them that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and they truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have opportunity to return. But now they desired a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. They all died in faith. I want that to be said about me. He died in faith. He finished the race. He finished strong. That nothing got in the way of his faith and his walk with the Lord. That Abraham died in faith, not receiving, not having received the promise, but believed and seen it that God was going to do it. That God was going to do it. That he realized that he was a stranger and a pilgrim on this earth. That it wasn't about him gaining the land. It wasn't about him. It was about his God. Of following his God and letting God be magnified. And I like this what it says that they, they declared and prayed that they, that they were seeking a homeland. Heaven. A place with the Lord. That's what we should be seeking, that homeland. And verse 15 tells us that if they had looked back, if they had called to mind the country from which they come, they had the opportunity to return. Such a danger in our life. Such a danger for us to look back at what was. And I think sometimes as I look back at my life before Christ, sometimes you can kind of glorify some of that stuff in your life. And you kind of forget how gross it was. And you kind of forget how bad it was. And you kind of think, man, that, was, that wasn't the good old days. The good days are walking with the Lord. And sometimes I think people get to looking back and want to long for that old country. We, we see it with the, the children of Israel when he led them out of Egypt. What did they do? Oh, it was so good in Egypt. We had leeks and onions. They forgot about all the labor. They forgot about all of the bondage that they were in. And I think for you and I, we've got to be careful to not look back and think, oh, that was so good. And forget the bondage. 
Forget the heartache. Forget the stuff that, that that brought on us. And forget the blessing that it is to walk with the Lord. That I want God to not be ashamed to call me his. We sang that song this morning that he calls us sons and daughters. That is amazing. That is incredible that God loves us. That God calls us sons and daughters. That God is not ashamed of us. He's not ashamed to call us his. That we can walk with the Lord. That we can experience that blessing of walking with him. That we can have the power and the joy to walk with him. He tells us that he gives us peace that transcends all understanding as we walk with him. Again, as he didn't promise Abraham a life filled with milk and honey, he said, Abraham, I'm with you. Abraham, I will guide you. I will bless you. I will have your back. We have those same promises today and so much more. We have the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. That God loves us so much that his son died for us. And we have these stories of Abraham, of the patriarchs, of those that, that finished well, that followed God, and how God blessed their lives, and how God never forsook them, and he won't forsake us. That God wants us to have that dynamic relationship with him as we lay down our will and we follow him and we let him have his way and his direction in our life. He will take us to that land that he has prepared for us. And that's the greatest place to be is in that walking in that place where God is with us and that where God is speaking to us. And again, He's given us his word that he speaks to us and that he wants us to know him. He wants that intimate relationship with us just as he did with Abraham. He wants it with each one of us. That he's calling us to a land that he has for us. And this morning, I know that there may be some here that have not answered that call, that have not surrendered that, their lives to the Lord. And in just a few minutes, I want to give you that opportunity to experience that relationship with the Lord. Let's stand up and pray. Father God, I thank you so much that you want to call me your son. That, Lord, you love me enough to send your son to die for my sins. That you love me enough to give me your direction for my life. To take my direction that was destructive and leading me to a land that you have prepared. That you want to bless my life. That you want me to be a blessing to others. And, Lord, I thank you for that. And I thank you for the examples that we have of your faithfulness throughout Scripture, throughout history. And so, Lord, I just 
thank you and praise you. And this morning, again, if you're here this morning and you've never surrendered your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, I want to give you that opportunity. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sin. I'm asking you to come into my life, to take control. Lord, I want to leave that old country behind, that old life behind, and I want to follow you. I want you to guide and direct my life. I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive my sins, come into my heart, and change me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer this morning, would you raise your hand so that we could pray for you? Anybody here this morning? Lord, I do once again thank you for your faithfulness, for your I wills, that God, you never go back on your word. And so, Father, as we leave here this morning, as we go our way, Father, I pray that you would have control of our lives, that you would guide and direct, and that we would be in that place to hear from you, that you would guide and direct us, and you would be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.